0: the H and H Hour. My name is Heidi Bolt. I am one of your hosts. I'm here with my co host Heather Taves. She's also my sister, which is pretty cool. Hi Heather. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. You having a good day? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Great. I'm I am grateful that even on days that are hard, yes. Even on the days that you know, the battle feels very real, Yeah, the enemy feels very much in your face, mm-hmm. that I can still say it's a good day because the Lord is so good Yeah, and He's so faithful and He really does fight for us. He does. And I think that's what you have to remember on those days where it feels like the battle is raging is that... You might be curled up in a fetal position on the floor, <laughs> which is sort of where I wanted to be today. But the Lord is fighting for you That's actively, right. yeah. And He has a host of heavenly warriors that are yeah. also fighting for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: not so. today, Satan. That's right. Yeah. Well, hey, Heather, I'm excited. So we've gotten some really good feedback from the series that we're in. Yeah. We are in the Ordinary Guys series. Yeah. And we thought about doing this. Actually, it was our men's idea, mm-hmm. our husband's idea. Because we have a lot of men listeners and we want to make sure we're always acknowledging them mm-hmm. and we're not just assuming that it's just chicks mm-hmm. sitting around this little table with us right. having conversations. Right. So we thought, let's invite some of our mm-hmm. dearest, closest friends that are men yeah. to this table and have a conversation with them.
1: Because the reality is this podcast isn't about lipsticks and hairspray and
0: it, decorating. It'd be, it'd be a lot easier if it was, to be honest. It would be.
1: You know, like it, we could, oh, if it was I that, don't know. I feel like it's a lot easier for me to talk about the Lord than well, I guess to talk i mean, about Luke's I guess time. I mean on, on the on the
0: pressure of knowing <laughs> That's people true. are listening. That's and true. investing their time That's with true. us. So but um so if you're new to the podcast, we want to say welcome. Heather and I often have chats where it's just the two of us and we talk about whatever God's doing in our life and then we invite guests. Mm-hmm. And so this series is specifically with our men guest. But women, this is for you too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like a lot of the wisdom shared Mm -hmm. is going to be for your marriage. Yes,
1: I agree. For you Mm -hmm. to understand your man. Yes. And I do think that is so important. I so agree. In fact, I was just working on some edits from one of our previous episodes with some of the men. And I kept thinking, if we as women could grasp what they're saying, our marriages would be so much stronger. And they would be, um, our relationships with the men in our lives would be that much better. Because... If if you stop and think about it from their perspective, even if you don't understand it, you automatically go up a notch, right? right, in your unity with each other. Yeah, that's right.
0: Well, and I think too, it's interesting to have a man podcast because they get space to talk. And so it, we were podcasting our husbands, just asking them a question and then giving them the floor and just letting them talk. It's such a good opportunity. Talked
1: for them. more
0: oh, I than know. I have ever heard him talk. Ever. I know. It's like he stored up all of his words for it was the entire awesome. year. It was yeah, so that's good. good. So, anyway, we are so excited to welcome our really good friend, Mike Crowy, to the podcast. Hi, Mike. Hello. Welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am a longtime listener.
0: Okay. So, how long have you been listening to the HHR? Since the beginning. Good man.
2: Yes, absolutely. Good. I probably have missed a couple, but I have been listening since the beginning. That's
0: impressive. We're on year two. We're, we've had two years of yeah. podcasting, yeah, so and you're so good, you you often, so we do life with you, we go to church with you and we're friends, but you're often mentioning like, hey, I heard such and such on the podcast, and it made me think of this, or it gave me a conversation with my daughter or my wife, or
2: well, just like in your intro, it has paid dividends for me, not not that I do it well, but it gives me some insight into yeah. it, so it'll step up, yeah, but
1: so Mike, you are a dear friend of ours. My husband and I consider you and your wife just dear friends, and we're so grateful to have you in our lives. And I think the thing, I mean, I tease you about this a lot because you're just a little bit older than us. Not yes. much, but a little bit. Just you're, a little bit. You've you have gone through a season that we haven't gone through yet with right. the kids becoming adults and, and all of that. Some of them. Yes. Some of them are still yeah. young. We are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But I really do feel like you're that person that has so much wisdom inside of you. You're like a well that's so deep and you have so much wisdom. And so I hope I'm so. yeah, I'm just so <laughs> excited because I feel like our listeners are going to get to experience some of that that we get to we get to see that all the time because you preach at our church and yeah. conversations and hanging out and so I'm really excited about that because I think that it's I, there are often people like you who don't get enough outlets for the well that they yes. have in them. Yes. So Welcome to cool. our Thank you. our outlet. Thank you. <laughs>
0: okay, so we know you well, but our listeners might not. So mm-hmm. tell us, tell us about yourself, your wife, your kiddos.
2: Uh, I am married to a beautiful lady, um, Sherry, and we've been married for twenty five years, uh, and it's been great. Um, we've actually known each other for a little over thirty. Oh
0: wow! And
2: uh, which is weird to say. Yeah. We do have five kids, um, from twenty two, our daughter, down to eleven. Uh, Hank, he's going to be 12 in January, so about a 10-year spread, Mm -hmm. um, four boys and and a girl, so yeah. And we are on the cusp of that adulthood, so one of them's getting ready to be married, engaged, one's going to be moving to Colorado for an internship, and two in high school, it's big.
0: So that letting go.
2: You know what? We talked about this, and actually, um, because we try to be intentional and our words really matter, uh, Sherry kind of reframed it for me. I won't say corrected, but reframed it. It's not letting go. It's it's this our whole arrow. You know, the tension, the shooting our children out on purpose. That's so good. So yeah, hopefully that's the first bit of wisdom right there. Your <laughs> oh sure.
1: You just got shirts. We did. Okay. We have this we have this name for your family.
2: So yeah, let me set this up. Um we Chris kind of pegged us Crowy Nation uh, months ago. Yeah. I mean probably a year ago. Yeah. And we've we like that. We've lashed onto the hashtag. Well, I played in an alumni basketball game on Saturday at my alma mater, high school alma mater, uh, with four of my brothers. So
0: that's fun.
2: I'm the oldest of seven children and so uh it's cool. But uh so the four four of us played the fifth one uh, wasn't there but uh we got to play. Uh, against each other and with each other. And so it was fun. It was a very good time. So but we the... had these shirts made, Sherry did for, let's say, Crowey Nation on them with an arrow.
1: That's cool. On them. That's so, so cool.
2: I hope people pick it up. I got it instantly. I got <laughs>
1: yeah. it instantly. I knew exactly, I was like, that is so awesome. I bet that was Sherry's idea. Yes, absolutely. It was yeah. hers. Yes. She's so creative in her, how she sees things. She sees things in pictures and in analogies and stories she and, does. Yeah. And I'm
2: always trying to catch up with her. I mean, I yeah. get what she says, but it's yeah. oh, I'm always behind. And she's very creative. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. love
1: that. I, I told her that the other day. I'm like, you have this gift of being able to take a spiritual com- concept that could be really difficult to understand. But you you simplify it because you make it into this analogy about trains or the arrows. Circus or, the circuses of the family. Circus. I mean, yes. some of those
2: analogies, have been; those are all hers. Yes. And uh, it's been fun to develop those yeah. over the years. It's so.
1: really, really brilliant for yeah. her to
0: do that. So, we ask every single guest two questions. Uh huh. And you know this, um, but tell us something about your life that feels ordinary.
2: Uh, if you separate out all the things that I do, it's just ordinary. Um, I work, there are things I have interest in, and they've changed over the years. And I wanted to have a family, but it's just stuff I do, you know, and, and I, I like to say, I. When I leave work, I'm going to my first job. Mm, uh, like but that. there's some ordinary, all those little ordinary steps. And, you know, we've got neighbors that we talk to, are friendly with. we got friends, church, you know, uh, very ordinary middle class. My dad was a mechanic. My mom's a nurse. Uh, you know, it doesn't get much more vanilla than that, you know, yeah. you, and that's the way we've been raised. And so we are Mr. and Mrs. Ordinary. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> so what's extraordinary?
2: Well, when you... I thought a lot about this mm-hmm. and you can't have the one without the other. Cause you need that contrast
0: yeah.
2: when you add it together with the purpose. Like we, like we said, we're not just releasing our kids or letting them go. We're actually shooting them out with, yeah. but living with what God has revealed, everything starts to become extraordinary. Yeah. And uh, even my role, I know that I would be much more complacent if I wasn't married, but married, with God's word and his intention, mm-hmm. his design, and that humility that comes along with it makes things much more extraordinary. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, from our perspective, you have an extraordinary family. Mm. I mean, really, I think uh, a lot of people look at your family and they think, wow, if, if we could just be just even a, a part of what Crowe Nation is, uh-huh. you know, and I, and I think that's a real testament to you and Sherry too, and just how you've been so intentional with your kids mm-hmm. and with bringing the Lord into everyday life. I mean, it's it, not just about going to church on Sunday mornings for you guys. It
2: has been. If, you know, just as you said that, I was thinking we started out in our, our families going to churches, we both went to the same denominational church. Uh, but different, different cities. And we, we got together. And as we got married, uh, things started to change where we weren't settled and wanting more from God has turned into uh, changing churches, uh, changing the way we do church, Mm -hmm. uh, going from uh, private school to homeschooling. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been doing that for uh, 10 years now. And uh, it's just, Every little part of that had been digging into. So taking the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know, education of your kids and making it extraordinary yeah. by adding you into it, you know, and adding God's design into it. Yeah. The curriculum changes, the things like that. Um, I say all that, that's really general, but every day something happens. And just today, I lead by example i think by working hard and just putting a lot of hours in well my boys have picked up on that and so i get calls for them to mow or to do snow removal or something but constantly we're getting this praise back how good they are how much that they're gentlemen they very reasonable with their prices you know just things yeah. like they fit and that does make me feel very good. <laughs> yes. It's a good spot to be in, you it know, is. to feel. But it, but it all kind of came with giving God the credit and being humble about right. it. And
1: well, and can so. I pick up on that? It didn't come with no work involved. Oh though. no, absolutely. I mean, you get That's kids right. like that that are constantly being recognized and praised is because you guys put in the hard work all those years in the in the training right. ground, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. Yeah lots of seeds planted
2: oh absolutely yeah and every day it is that yeah part of it's the the work and then part of it's the talking about the work yeah, you yeah. know and what'd you experience what'd you learn what did what'd you fail at mm-hmm. you know and and that's been very good for us keeping that we, we like to say the table is like the center of our household so uh even oh. to the point that I made a dining room table that we could you know we spend hours around that thing and yeah. If you knew how fast we eat, that doesn't make sense that we spend hours. <laughs> but it, we are there hours, you know, yeah. really. Whether it's uh, uh, studying the Bible together with one or two of us, or all of us, or and we don't do that perfect. That's not right. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. you're not yeah. painting
1: a picture of something that's idealistic. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there,
2: there is an element of chaos in yeah, our sure. lives. Yeah.
1: Well, you do so. have four boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I love about
0: uh, how you and Sherry have try to be very intentional, intentional, especially with your boys, because I do think we've got four brothers and I do think that men can tend to be a little bit, they can suppress mm, a lot yes, of men. Yeah. And so I think sometimes they need permission to be communicators and permission to be open with their feelings. And there's been quite a few times where Sherry has said, you know, on Sunday morning, we'll be talking and she'll say, Well, I pulled, and she'll name one of your sons, you know, Jack or Hank or whomever uh, it is. I pulled him aside and I said, we're talking about this and we're talking about this now. You know, and I'm like, I can see you doing that. And I know you did that. But I think that's so good Mm -hmm. to have those lines of communication Mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, we're not going to shut down about this. We're going to, we're going to talk this through. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like to say, you know, we don't want to uh, ruin the relationship, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. I, I mean, whatever it is. And we... It, it is actually so much fun. You never know when the might the right time might come to yeah. be talking about, whether it's, you know, relationships or yeah. your impression or somebody else's worldview, you know, what, you know, we judge people. It's so easy to judge people. Exactly. And so we talk about that, you know, yeah. what really is at our place or, yeah. you know, oh, and, you know, things good. like that. We have good, very good discussions. So good. Huh?
1: Okay, so we want to ask you this question about being a man in today's culture, specifically being a man who follows Jesus. Okay. What does that look like? And specifically, what for you does that look like?
2: Well, um, I I thought about this and it's very convicting because I am not overtly going to talk about Jesus. That's not my intent every day, but it's definitely there. and And I actually feel... Uh, well my job i i work with farmers and uh, and i get to sit at them at their dining room tables or in their offices and and uh, occasionally pretty frequently it'll come up about you know things that are miraculous things that are obviously a gift from god mm-hmm. and so those are great places to just step in there mm-hmm. but at the same time i work with guys and there's a lot of filthy mouths or poor taste jokes and mm-hmm. um you got to take that. And I, like I said, I don't ruin relationships. I'm a very good relationship builder. Mm -hmm. And then most of the time it, it comes back, uh, positive. So, and and I can usually, you know, steer people away from needing to use vulgar language or, or, or or even talking positively, you know, so so that's the way I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very easygoing. So Mm -hmm. sometimes too easygoing and, Mm -hmm. I've been told I need to be a little bit more firm, and you know, in, in certain relationships and things. But, but yeah, that's that's my method of doing it. And I, it's not easy mm-hmm. uh, when you get down; you've got to rely on what you've drawn, you know, from the past to bring in. So,
1: yeah, um, I think probably most guys can relate to that because it's not this you're you're in the secular world Mm -hmm. you're not you're not on this platform where everyone knows hey he's here preaching the gospel like Uh you're you know you're working in a place where you're expected to do your job and that's your number one obligation Uh right so i think probably most guys can really relate to that just and and i think it's why the bible talks so much about the fruits of the spirit. Because the fruit's going to be evident in your life if you're following the Holy Spirit and how he's leading. That fruit's going to be so evident for people to see without you having to open your mouth.
2: Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I think that's right. And being a guy, I'll say it really, you have to walk the walk. People judge you so, I mean, they, they can read you mm-hmm. and they know. And, and it's not just a the talk; They'll let you talk,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but, uh, but they see what you're doing. Your actions have to yeah, match Yeah, that's up. right. Yeah,
0: that's good. What's, um, what's something in your life that makes you feel like you are a good dad or a good husband?
2: Oh, um, when I, I probably get this more, well, the compliments about our family and we are, we are together a lot and I'll, and I'll give Sherry credit for that. Cause she's adamant that we do things together. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, be as firm if it was just me. And, and, uh, that's probably a failure of mine, but because we believe so much in the family and we only have our kids with us for a window of time, but, um, we, we get looks, we get compliments. We have a lot of fun together because we are together. So that's one of the the successes or things that makes me feel good. And, and I had said it earlier, uh, my boys all have trucks, and we mm-hmm. we get calls to do stuff, and uh, I don't even own a truck uh, they because they have them and and so we work on them and we do whatever we need to. but if somebody calls and needs something, we do it and yeah. and I can I've gotten to the point now where I can send them to go do it, and they're eager yeah. to you know prove themselves and 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 I'll say it they want to you know prove themselves to me. yeah they they want to see you know me to be proud of them too.
0: So. Well, I always think of your okay, so your boys are these tall, handsome, blonde men, and I've known them since they were little boys. Little, yes. So a decade uh-huh. ago, I became their kids' pastor, uh-huh. and for a, quite a few years, I was their kids' pastor. So I've known them from little boys, uh-huh. and so I know that really tender, sweet little heart side of them where you know they were five and seven and nine uh-huh. in my kids' church room praising Jesus, but then there's this big man version of them that's now emerged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that I am just I'm so overwhelmed at the goodness of God to still see these great young men coming out of our society. Mm-hmm. And it gives me so much hope, you know, cuz so here I am raising these this little daughter and these little mm-hmm. boys to go it's still possible. Yeah. Yes, you know, to um, have these great godly men being raised up in this culture even though the world is saying like it's impossible right. to have good kids in yep. today's society. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I think of is your son Tucker has always held such a dear place in my heart yes. and uh-huh. when each of my babies were born he made them a blanket. Yes. And not just like a small <laughs> blanket. Like we lovingly it has its own hashtag. It's called the Afghan.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah.
0: this massive blanket that now gets lugged all Everywhere. over Top nation <laughs> through to church, uh-huh. to the Mexican restaurant. It's gone through the airports. Ah, yes. And, you know, it's just, but I love it so much because every time I see it, it reminds me of your sons mm-hmm. yes. and them taking the time to go pick out that material and tie those little knots to create that blanket. And I think mm-hmm. this is the picture of what men should be like in this generation, like mm-hmm. this big manly man yeah. mm-hmm. that can have a loud truck and go move furniture and mow lawns, mm-hmm. but have a tender heart. A tender heart towards and still care about people. Yeah, Creating and warmth for right, a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, right, yeah. So, so I just love it so much. I think that you guys are doing an yeah, outstanding well job. Well, we
2: kids. talk about the boys so much and thank you. But uh, Michaela, one of the things that I wanted to mention is we were very intentional about start, starting her out on a purity Mm -hmm. really a a strong purity and that has paid dividends for all of the boys Mm -hmm. too. Um, and Sherry spent a lot of time, but there's a huge role for me as the father with that and talking about relationships and how it's better to, yes. to remain pure and, yes. and the, the good parts of that, not to just go on. And so it's fun now to see her, Michaela, come full circle. Yeah.
1: So just to be practical, did you have those conversations with her ongoing as a dad? Were you having those? Were you involved in them?
2: There, yes, and some of them were very intentional and and set up as dates, and, and just a few. So it's not like this was an every week regular thing, but um, but there was enough of them, and and even structure to the point that we've gotten each of the kids purity rings, uh, one, and we've had different opportunities to even uh, uh, present them in front of bigger groups, groups of other youth that don't know our church or mm-hmm. know you know, just because our kids are so outgoing, they know so many people, mm-hmm. even though we're homeschooled. Um, <laughs> we've gotten to present that and as a topic, as an issue, as a, as a, a highlight for our lives that we're going to live them purely. Mm-hmm. Now we don't do that perfectly, but, yeah. Yeah. but we do have that intention and, yeah. and it's easy to talk about. You yeah. know, we, if you get asked why you're listening to that song or why we say that, or or during a movie, Uh you know already because you've laid the foundation about purity and setting yourselves up to be holy or set apart. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um,
1: And that starts when they're
2: young. It absolutely does. Uh, The funniest thing was was actually kind of breaching some of the sex topics with Michaela at a pretty young age. But then that is all played out with the boys. uh, And they all get to learn about it younger, you know, just because of the older Older siblings. siblings uh, But. You know, like I said, we were out chopping wood one time and some discussion ended up being, hey, let's talk about this right now, you know, and you never know where yeah. it's going to, when it's going to come up. I so. love that.
1: I love that. And it's so biblical too, you know, yeah. that talking about the things of life as you go as about you go, your day. Yes. Yes. As
2: you walk, yeah. you know, and yeah. yeah, you come and go. Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So for our listeners, do you know about what age
0: you guys started talking with your kids about the idea of purity and sex? and being open with them and not just assuming like they're not old enough yet or they don't um, know anything or we would
2: like to think it's around thirteen, mm-hmm. but it's actually probably around nine mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when you really start to introduce some of it. And and each child's different, and some pick it up on it, and some still don't have a clue about <laughs> a few things, uh, which we is won't fun. It, <laughs> no, it's fun, and uh, we can be oh. So many stories, but uh, going through the store and one of them picks up on something and the other two or three don't. And mm. you're like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, younger is always better mm-hmm. when you're talking about purity. Mm-hmm. The, all of the negative will always be there and they know in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're having fun with it, if you have a purpose in it, it's not just no all the time. There's an excitement to relationships and uh, and. Yeah. As many differences as Sherry and I have, we we do have an exciting relationship, and mm-hmm. so uh, we try to pass that on. And We have a sign in our kitchen that says, "In this kitchen, we dance," and mm-hmm. we, we we mean that yeah. we really do. So. Yeah, you
1: really do dance. I've seen you we dance. We do. In it. Yes, <laughs> I love that. What you said too: younger is better. That's really key. I think when you're when you're hoping to instill lifelong principles in your children. Mm-hmm. You don't wait until they've grown up and started to develop their own thoughts about things. That's right. So you start that's telling right. them when they're little, so that that's that's the beginning of uh, them going. This is the path that I want to walk down. One, uh,
2: uh, it was just an early principle I picked up on, uh, and I'll say this because I'm the oldest of seven, because my parents were pretty involved in our, our bringing up, and we went to public school. Um, when we decided to put our kids in private school, I had already been asked to be on that school board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was on the school board before I had children. Wow. And that made me realize how important parents, the relationship parents, they, what they have in in, in the education, mm-hmm. uh, which really just solidified our whole decision to homeschool. Yeah. Um, it, since Sherry was willing to spend the time, it definitely fit uh, this biblical model. And I would just say to all the parents listening that, your time, whatever model you choose, uh, will matter. And, yeah. and it matters whether you have somebody else do it <clears throat> in a public or a private or you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be involved uh, mm-hmm. in the topics, in the subjects, in the discussions, the side discussions. Yeah. You know, all of that matters.
0: Was that a hard decision for you guys? Because Sherry left a career to home educate. Is that uh, difficult? It
2: wasn't hard, except for me and my finances. Uh, <laughs> we had just bought a house that was a bit of a stretch, and then the next year or two, she decided to, to hey, you know, let's let's look at homeschooling, and and so she had worked part time, and then felt like she wasn't able to give a hundred percent to both, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And and God has blessed us, and we definitely have had to budget and work, and it's always a struggle. Yeah. It's it, you know, that's just one of the tensions in life yeah. is mm-hmm. to watch the dollar. And yeah. the, it's part so. of the
1: sacrifice too, isn't it? Uh, I it, think we talk about that a lot in our family because there are things that we sacrifice in mm-hmm. order to do the things God has called us to do. Right, mm-hmm. and that's for you. That's part of it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And and the, I guess the hard part is to be content with that to say, God, I know you've got this. I want this over here, but I know that this is better for you. And, uh, yeah, it's a sacrifice and it isn't for everybody. Uh, but I, I always say that, but I, everybody can do it.
0: Yeah. So that's really wise. Mm-hmm. What's, um, what makes you feel like you failed being a dad, being a husband?
2: Uh, I, I think Kip may have said this and Chris may have said it too. in the first one, uh, podcast last week, but for me, prayer, as much as I know, um, I tend to rely on my own efforts and, and strengths. And I, I, I don't forget God, but I definitely don't put him first. Mm-hmm. And, and then to pass that on to each of the, you know, my kids and, and, to even to take time to pray with Sherry, mm-hmm. I, I, I would call it a big failure. I, I mean, uh, as I say that, I know God has redeemed it a lot, yeah. so uh, th- there's confidence in in what I have done, and there's hope because I can still do it yeah. going mm-hmm. forward.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and they say that grandkids are the best, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> so I, I am excited about the season we're in right now and all of this. But but I would definitely say prayer has been a big failure. Mm-hmm. I, only because I, I wasn't taught that, and I don't mean anything against my parents, but we prayed uh, before we went to bed and before meals, and, yeah. and we were at church. So it wasn't a true reliance on God, and I'm growing that way wholeheartedly, yeah. but I'm still working on it um, with within our family relationships. So
0: we, I mean, we hear that a lot, where mm-hmm. men just say they struggle to have... Whether it's that confidence or just feeling like uh, insecure Insecurity about praying, is a, what, yeah. so what what causes that? <laughs> like how? Where do you think that's? What's the root of that?
2: I would probably say it's pride. Mm-hmm. We really want to get down to it. Um, as much as I preach about relying on who God is and knowing Him and getting our confidence from Him, there's a a pride or a, I don't want to be bruised. I don't mm. want to be rejected. If I start to pray and get rejected mm. or miss the whole topic, like what am I praying about? I'm like, I should be praying about something else, you know, just insecurity and, mm. it, and silliness, but it's real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I know almost every guy feels that same way.
0: Okay. So, so. what are the practical steps that <laughs> you have taken or that you even know you should take mm-hmm. that maybe the man listening right now is going, yeah, that's me. Like, I don't even pray because I'm so insecure. What are the practical steps?
2: I'm, I'm going to say this because I know it's the right thing, not because I do it well. But um, if you get prompted to pray, do it eagerly. Mm-hmm. And that means, for me, it was in front of my extended family. So I'm the oldest of seven, but my dad's still around. Um, but I... I would pray Mm -hmm. then I would be eager to pray. I have an uncle that's a pastor and I would try to pray before him. (laughs) Uh, But, and I've grown to love that. Uh, But also in uh, meals, we used to say a memorized rope prayer and we changed that because Mm -hmm. I I need more from our kids and uh, I, and we take turns having them pray Mm -hmm. and encouraging and, and and as they've grown older, I mean, I'm speaking to everybody, but mm-hmm. it, the younger start early and just develop this relationship because yeah. that's really what it is. It's yeah. a talking with God, praying un, you know, unceasingly. I know so. that
1: um, I've heard this actually from a dad and I've seen Chris, my husband, do it really well with our kids, specifically our son, praying at bedtime. I remember a seasoned father who was quite a bit older than us, you know, said the opportunity that you have when you put your children to bed to pray with them and teach them how to pray. He said, that's not just a throw them in bed and say a quick prayer over them. This is a training ground for you to train your children how to pray and let them practice, but also you practice. And it's kind of a safe space because your kids, when they're little, they don't know any difference. They just think you're awesome dad. Yeah. So has that been something you guys have done over the we, years? We
2: did when they were younger and uh, we've definitely gotten away from it, especially as i have gotten older and yeah. into different schedules. Yeah.
1: They probably stay up um, later than you.
2: <laughs> I try to stay up late, uh, but if I get up at four. We
1: know you get up crazy yeah, early.
2: 10, 10 or 11 o'clock is about it. I, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, with, with them working different schedules and coming in late and, and, and I have always been one to uh, allow freedoms with responsibilities mm-hmm. and with that comes these crazy chaotic schedules and mm-hmm. uh, And Sherry is a, a night owl so you know that we are on different channels <laughs> early in the morning and late at night so mm-hmm. yeah um, okay
0: so I want to pick up on that you said you are one to allow freedom within responsibility with responsibility Give me yes, an example. And, okay. what do you mean by that
2: I was raised without curfews. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have a set curfew. There's a reasonable time to be home and there's reasons why you're out and there's reasons to not be out. And I, and I have, we have done that with our kids also. So yes, we'll stay within the law, but um, we don't have a set curfew. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, like I said, it depends on who they're with, Mm -hmm. uh, what their intentions are. Uh, There are some days that the boys are just crazy and it's time to come home and cut it off. But, yeah. um, you know, actually cell phones have helped a lot cause we know a lot more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a responsibility with that too. You have to answer the phone or the text, you know, so, but there's a respect that was developed into that. So yeah. we, we've tried to do that over the years. And mm-hmm. when we see it going off track, um, there are different ways to address that, but we have to hold people accountable and that, and rec- let them know that there is a responsibility to mm-hmm. their freedoms. So,
1: have you had to deal with each child differently, or has it all been the same for every kid? Oh,
2: it has not been the same. Um, <laughs>
1: It'd probably be easier if it was. Well, it
2: wouldn't be near as much fun, but definitely we. Uh, it's been different with each one. So, one in five rarely have to talk at all and, and two, three and four talk incessantly. And then you wonder (laughs) if they heard anything. And and I say that jokingly, but, but just though it and, and discipline, they've all been very good at, very responsive to Mm -hmm. understanding why we've said no, not always agreeing, definitely Mm -hmm. not agreeing with, you know, a curfew or or not going out some night or something. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, it, everyone's different. That's, it's fun.
0: I remember this summer we were walking through a really hard season with our three-year-old. Yes. And yeah. we were at church and you and Sherry said, this will pass. Like, I promise you uh-huh. this will pass. And you said, I'm going to send you a picture. And you or Sherry, one of you texted me <laughs> later that day, a picture of you holding little tiny Tucker, who was probably two or three at the time. And you're just sitting uh, there on like a five gallon bucket with just this big, huge grin on your face, just holding him as he is having like a freak out, (laughs) full on meltdown, throwing a fit. And you're just holding him still. Uh And it's like, you're just having this normal conversation with whoever was across the picture. (laughs) And I just thought, okay, he's right. This is going to pass because here's this picture of what was, and now I see the picture of what is with Tucker now. And he's like, the most tender-hearted, you sweet know, boy.
2: That is such. There's so many different stories in that one picture. And mm-hmm. one, I'll say two things. One, I knew that it would pass. And I knew that there wasn't anything other than Tucker being stubborn at that point. Yeah. And also I had some confidence and my strength over his. Yes. So I'll <laughs> say that would be different if he was throwing a fit at 17 yeah. that way. It yeah. wouldn't work. That's so right. um, the other thing is, is I was confident in Sherry's... Trusting me to discipline them. Yeah. Now, she didn't necessarily always agree with me doing things like that. But we always tried to be one on it. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, it doesn't work in every family. But the biggest thing is if mom and dad can be together on right. on that before yeah, because Tucker was a challenge uh, for a while, you know, yeah. if if he had his, you know.
1: And don't you think that's something that you, well, you definitely need to talk about it if you're together and you could have children together. Mm-hmm. How are we going to discipline? What are the different roles? What is this going to look like? But I think even when you're dating someone, like you need to start having those conversations because... It could be very drastically different, and it could cause lifelong problems. Yeah. I
2: absolutely, yeah. I am I definitely there are some things, whether it's premarital counseling or just I, I, families, actually need to have a role in this counseling, if you will, because there are issues with you know money and discipline and what you think about how the house should be kept and you know do you like to be out or in you know, all these things mm-hmm. that you pick up on yeah. while you're dating, but you. Really need to be intentional, and mom and dad need to be involved in the dating process,
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether you call it courting or dating. I, 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 I really, uh, they have to be involved. Yeah, you know, yeah. spend time together. So yeah,
1: that's yeah. good. Yeah. So recently, we mentioned this with the other guys that podcast too. But I read this quote from Streams in the Desert, which is mm, I know yes. you're familiar with that. Uh, um, it says, "If we do not get back to visions." peeps into heaven, consciousness of the higher glory and the larger life, we shall lose our religion. Our altar will become a bare stone, unblessed by visitant from heaven. Here is what the world needs today, men who see their Lord. And when I read that, well, two things. I was struck by the um, severity of it. Yes, yes. Um, but I was also encouraged by the men around me in my life and and how I see them spend time with Jesus. Yes. And it's reflected in their faces and their lives and their demeanor and yeah. their character and how they lead their lives and their wives and their families. Mm-hmm. And so I specifically want to ask you, what does spending time with Jesus look like for you?
2: Well, it... Okay, spending time with Jesus is, for me is in the mornings when because it's quiet and, and nobody is awake then. Nobody in town is awake then. It's like you know? 4 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah. my... I don't even have to set the alarm when I wake up at 3.55. But uh, anyway, that's my time. And, and it really is so valuable because I need quiet, but it also helps me to really think on each word. And I think Isaac had said, it's not quantity of words, it's the quality of the words, Mm -hmm. you know, and just there's so much to that. And I do have a red kind of a regimen that I go through, but I've learned over the years to look for what God has for me. And Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing. I can read two different devotions from two different complete places and they come together with what I need to hear at that point. And I just, I see God work that way. Um, But that passage, when you, when you sent it to me really framed uh, so many guys I know are successful because they really did have some good circumstances and they don't know why they have it so good. They know they have it good, but they don't know why they have it so good. But if something drastically changes in their lives, they may not be so successful um, because they don't have this vision mm-hmm. of God's glory. Mm-hmm. And I, so I say that we all need the glory, His, the vision of his glory, because it evens the playing field. It evens the place that we're shooting for. Yeah. We, we, you know, we're not relying on our surrounding circumstances the city of peoria you know this can attain a glory you know that god has for it not what we have for it you know so that's so good Um,
1: so what do you say to the man who feels like they have no idea where to start or they feel completely inadequate or they can't get up at 4am and have the quiet time that you have like what do you say to them where do they start
2: well, yeah, don't do the 4 a.m. If you're not a morning person, uh, <laughs> I do it because I like it. So find something that you like. And I, I know guys that their lunch hour is really their downtime or uh, break time or their commute is their downtime. And this these days, there's so many ways to have the Bible read to you, you know, even yeah. your phone. Uh, I heard a guy the other day, a farmer, he said, my grandson taught me to think about how my phone can work for me, you know, the Mm -hmm. tools that are in my phone, you know, and the Bible apps, those, those podcasts that are there for us, use them. I I mean, I uh, always am writing notes down or taking notes on my phone now, Mm -hmm. you know, because God speaks to me through the day. So you may get a glimpse of His physical glory, but now you've got the lens app to tie a scripture to it. You know, yeah. there are just ways that you can really dwell and be with God. Okay. Um, I have found over the last 10 years that journaling is phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. from every aspect of my life, whether it's really? personal or uh personal with my family or with work. Mm-hmm. So I'm still learning. I'm still trying to do it. That's um, so
1: interesting because I hear women say that all the time and I hardly ever hear a man say that.
2: I am not too proud to say that. No, I think it's, it's awesome. It's, I think well, that is
1: incredible.
2: Uh, Maybe
0: more men do it and they just don't say that they do.
2: And I find that it's hard to go back and review what I wrote, but I know what I wrote yeah. and, and I really remember things well if I write them down. So mm-hmm. I've got some... Just some rote things that I do every day, you know, kind of almanac type stuff. But that leads me then into uh, reading God's word and writing down some few, you know, key points. And then it works into my prayer life. So if there's big, heavy things that we're working on or just generally, um, today my dad's having surgery. So, Mm -hmm. um, and that all went well, you know, but that was something I could pray about. and uh, so.
0: So -hmm. I feel like, you know, spending time with Jesus is... Jesus and the relationship he has with us, his bride, is the same example that he has in marriage with man and wife. Yes. And so you are talking about spending time with Jesus, protecting that relationship and valuing it, Mm -hmm. pouring into it. So let's talk marriage, you know, the human side of that, that reflection. Um, How do you, how are you purposeful to protect your marriage Mm. with Sherry?
2: On the protection side... I feel like I physically protect well and and uh, definitely love her and just grow to it. Where I really miss the point is being creative and planning intentionally, spending time. Um, we are on the cusp of, just a year ago, we started uh, quarterly planning and six, well, four three months ago we started, we figured we've got these quarterly plans and and it could be budget but dreams mm-hmm. what we what we would like for the kids what is coming up for each one of those but now we've worked it into weekly meetings mm-hmm. so yeah i'm good at setting meetings and following through there but i'm really not good at the this the i guess the romantic uh, creativity side and and i admit it uh, <laughs> but i you know i i am not going to give up i uh, heard a great speaker this summer and he said, and we're sitting in, and this is a work related group, but he said, I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them you love them and that they can't do anything about it. (laughs) And it's so powerful because love is a verb. Love is not just a feeling. And Mm -hmm. so I say that because I have hope that I'm going to start to be better at reading her and, and bringing in the romanticism and the creativity. Um, I, You're
0: only 25 years in. I, think I know it. it. <laughs> I know. That's what
2: I keep saying. No, it is a struggle for me. To, uh, one, there's only 24 hours in the day, and yeah. I try to get 28 hours worth of stuff yeah. done. And, yeah. and
1: uh, Isn't it crazy how God created us to really be so drastically different, and yet he wants us to do these lives together to <laughs> to show his relationship with uh-huh. the bride of Christ? You're yeah, like, yeah, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you picked two very different individuals to yeah. show this. Yeah,
2: it is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed all the time about it. So,
0: okay, so let's get really, really real. Okay, um, so pornography and sexual sin has a really strong hold on so many people. Mm, um, yes. we've seen it just tear apart marriages, destroying singles, wrecking young kids in today's yes. society. Um, what are you doing in your own family? to help guard against that and talk to your boys, talk to your kids, not just your boys. I mean, for women oh, too. Right. Michaela absolutely. Too. Yeah. Um, Michaela's my girl. She babysits my kids, so mm-hmm. can't leave her out. Um, what does that look like for you guys?
2: One, um, it all goes back to the purity. Um, a part of it is the God's design that we are made in his image, that we care about other people. And, and as, like I said, is as, as easy it is to judge that devalues people. And we've got to keep coming back to who, how valuable we are. And we all have a soul that God loves. Now, Mm -hmm. having said that, I am a man and I live with all these guys. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in some ways it's so fun to talk about appreciating beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And I like to say it that way because we really need to appreciate God makes beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Um, he loves everybody, but there are some people that we like to look at, you know. So, <laughs> but it, you can't go to lust, you know. You mm-hmm. can't go beyond that. You can't look at them as an object. You've got mm-hmm. to continually love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've got that idea, but then they're all just the practical. It is so powerful. Images are so powerful. In fact, they will be the next language that for the whole world. That's what will drive. Uh, everything is is images yeah. and it does now with marketing. Yeah. But to know that um, for a man, I mean, a naked woman, that image is in her, in his mind forever now. Mm-hmm. And, and it can burn it to the point where, and I have these discussions with the boys at different times where you've got to protect your own mind from seeing that, don't dwell on it. A, a glimpse is one thing, but to dwell on it is when it starts to burn in there. Mm-hmm. And then you are actually hurting your chance for a true relationship with your wife mm-hmm. later. And that goes with, with Michaela. And the we the curriculum that we took her through did a very good job. I mean, even to the point where she was teaching it to other young girls. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's so huge to really talk about it, mm-hmm. just like everything else. And And you've got to read, you've got to study mm-hmm. and find out what God says about it. But then there's so many other... You know, people that have written books on, um, some of them are so simple and Mm. some of them are very detailed and Mm. more scientific and, you know, to whatever your, your degree and our house is full of books. Mm -hmm. So we've accumulated over the years and not all of them are just textbooks. There are books about how to raise kids and to talk about this kind of stuff. So we, we have been very intentional and open. Like I said, that table, we will talk about everything Mm -hmm. around, um, you're allowed to tell a bad joke, but it better be you. You, you better be kind of timid about it. If you you know there, there better be a deeper discussion about why you brought that up and wasted our time. No, wow. it, everything can be a learning mm. topic uh, subject, but but there needs to be some intentionality behind it. So, mm. um,
0: I do love that you guys are willing to have the hard conversations, mm-hmm. but also have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your boys' lawn care company is called.
2: Kiss my grass lawn care. That's
0: right, and and I, but I loved that because when their little business cards came out, that I think Michaela designed. Yes, and I saw the title, I just laughed out loud because I thought, okay, here is this super godly family Mm -hmm. who's striving to be Uh so intentional Mm -hmm. with their standards and what they're calling their kids to, and their boys are naming their lawn care "kiss my grass." (laughs) I like, I loved Mm -hmm. it so much because it showed that that tension Mm -hmm. of like, hey being set apart doesn't mean we're boring. Uh uh-huh, It doesn't right. mean we're lame, that we have mm-hmm. no sense of humor, mm-hmm. that we never have fun. That's right. And I just, I love that. I well, think And that, such that good... is
2: such a reflection of Tucker and Luke's, their humorous personalities. Yes. They really, yeah. um, at this game that we were at, uh, you know, this is my high school and all the families for the last 30 years that potentially that could have been there. Wow. Yeah. I've graduated 31 years ago. <laughs> um, so, but my son was the commentator. He was the one, you know, Tucker's the one making all the comments and, and encouraging people. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that it was fun. That's so fun. But oh, I, I don't want to, you know, belittle. That uh, pornography is very devastating. I've have been, I'll say privileged to be with some guys that were struggling and were confident mm-hmm. enough to bring it out. And we had to tell them, you got to actually get a different phone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because it was on his phone, and he he needed to go back to a flip phone for yeah. a season, yeah. which was absurd in yeah. his line of work. Mm-hmm. But it was either that or he was going to continue to yeah, be yeah. tempted and, yeah. and probably give in to it. Yeah, you so. got
1: to get rid of the source. Yeah,
2: you? and and it you know at some point that's why we're here is to help people realize that that's the value.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, and, and even in our marriages with the stuff we go through. Um, you can't fix it if you quit, and I don't mean that. Mm. I, I don't. I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way. What I mean is, it is worth fixing, yeah. and if you get that right perspective, it' there's a way to get out of it, yeah. and there's and, redemption, uh, and that's why we're here. Yeah. I, I will always say I have hope. Yeah. You know, uh but anyway, I don't I I don't want to leave it there, but I have to leave it there. So I think that's
0: good though, because I think someone listening needs to know that there's hope. Mm -hmm.
2: There is, there is so much hope. Mm -hmm, Uh even people we've met recently from way, way different backgrounds, and we get to see a little bit deeper like reasons and understanding why, mm-hmm. but there's still hope. Mm-hmm. And I didn't live through it, but I can give them encouragement yes. and I hope that they see something and they've all already been an encouragement to me, you know, mm-hmm. just cause they're positive. So yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about your wife. Yes. She's awesome. She is. Um, what do you need most from your wife? Not just men in general, but you specifically, mm-hmm. what do you need most from your wife? And I want to ask it in two different phases. I want to say first, when things are great, what do you need from her? And then, when you're feeling discouraged or down,
2: um, let's see. It's when things are going great. I, I just want to see her enjoy life. I I need that feedback, and I I, I can't ex- exactly explain how, but to see her whether it's joy or happiness or fun, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. I just, I need to see that feedback. Um, yeah. And, and that can look like a lot of different yeah. things, whether yeah. it's on a work trip or whether it's going through a struggle, paying the bills or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I, if things, you know, I, that we're together and that, that, yeah. that the, there is hope there, I mm-hmm. guess that, that's, it, I want it to come through. Mm-hmm. I, that's, it's hard to keep going if you don't see any results, if you don't see, mm-hmm. and we all know this. I mm-hmm. mean, we can we talk about all the analogies in the world, um, you know, how long bamboo trees need uh, to grow, like, years before they all mm-hmm. of a sudden take off. Mm-hmm. Marriage is like that. Raising kids mm-hmm. is like that. Um mm-hmm. Todd Wilson, he's a homeschool parent, writes some books. And one of his is the, the, I think it's the good things in life are hard or good things are hard or something like that. Just the whole point of it is all these things that we're supposed to strive for that really are the good things are hard. It goes with the tension series. you Yeah. Know? yeah. It's, that was my whole premise and my message was that the tension is designed into it.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so the contrast, you know, to yeah. draw us back to him. so. Yeah. And then the other side was... Uh,
1: when you're feeling discouraged or down, what do you need most from your wife?
2: This year has been the worst from my work uh, feeling personally down. And um, what I need from her is, is that is steadfastness, a, a mm-hmm. steadiness. Because I know it's going to be all right. I'm not feeling it at that mm. point. And I know she can't fix my work problems. But I also don't want to dwell in it. I just need to get out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so her steadfastness, you know, things mm-hmm. to go well on the other aspects of my life. So, it's yeah. good. Um, yeah, it's good. I... And I can say it that way because I'm terrible about empathizing, or mm. well, I can say it, but feeling compassion, I don't convey it very well mm. at all. Really? Um, because I'm not looking for that, and and I I'm I just want to see other hope and happiness and stuff. So
1: have you taken the Enneagram?
2: I have not, but I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> oh, we should do a, a
0: triple date night. Let you guys take it. But, That'd be so fun. Has <laughs> Sherry taken it? No.
1: Oh, we're going to totally do that. Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be so fun. I'm
1: so curious. I'm so curious about that because I feel, I think I know what you might be, but I'm not going to say it because I might, I don't want to skew. Right. So, well, but yeah. 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 That'll yeah. be, we should do that. That'd be fun.
0: Okay. So as we get ready to wrap up here, what would you say to the ordinary guy who feels like there's just nothing extraordinary about himself?
2: just get real and i hate to be just that forward but i time is short i mean you've got today mm-hmm. and then you've got tomorrow maybe maybe yeah understand that god does have this plan i, I and it, i don't even want to say huge but it's for you it's yeah. designed and once you grasp that idea then you get to i mean there's already the wonder of god it's just there There's this revelation out in nature, that, especially if you like to be out in nature. It is just there. It's all over the place. But then you read his word. And, um, you know, for me, it's continued to grow over the last 20 some years. But Mm I uh, would just encourage that ordinary guy that, no, there is much more there. And it, it could be one verse a day that can actually be powerful if you are really anticipating, expecting God to answer you. So, and and that would play out in every one of your relationships and in your purpose for work and everywhere, you know, what you do, how you drive. It will (laughs) impact your whole life. life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know my husband says often if he gets out of the habit of praying over us out loud, when we first got married, he really struggled because he was more introverted. Yes. I was more extroverted. I was. You know, in full time ministry. And he was kind of like, What is that even mean? Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And so he really struggled to pray aloud over me. And then when he started doing it, I was blown away. I'm uh-huh. like, You have the gift of being able to pray. But he didn't even realize that. Yes. He was like, That is the craziest thing. Like, you're <laughs> saying that just to make me feel good. Right, and right. I know. Like, and, but what he has said is that when he realizes that he's missed a day or two or three, his whole life feels a little bit off track. Off, yes. Because he's just like that identity of like mm-hmm. drawing us back together and rem- you know putting Jesus right in the center and yeah. putting everything before him is so interesting. And I feel like when he's super consistent to pray over us, everything in his life is much more extraordinary. It does. It
2: starts to line up. It doesn't yeah. mean it's easy, but no. it starts to fall into place of the purpose of the yeah. reasons, Or you see God kind of going ahead and working yeah. some of the details out for you. Yeah. I mean, all of them, but really you see some of them. And yeah.
1: uh, It's about paying attention too, isn't it? Just that, so much. Yeah. yeah. That I had an interesting, really cool thing happen today. Uh, probably almost two months ago now, maybe a month and a half ago, I went to a specific prayer event and had some prophetic words spoken over me. It actually was, it was more just encouraging words, uh-huh. you know, and these, this group of people sat with me and listened to the Lord and then said the things that they heard about me. And one of the things that they brought up was that she said, do you know what your name means? It means, Heather means fla- a flower that grows in a rocky place with little or no soil. Okay. And I was like, Okay, well, I knew it meant flower, but I didn't know the rest of that. That's <laughs> right. pretty cool. And then she kind of had a, a word for it. Well, then fast forward to today. And I had some hard things today that I was trying to sort through. And I open up a devotional that I read every pretty much every day, but I miss every now and then. Right. And I had missed November 23rd. So I randomly was like, not randomly, Random, but bad. randomly. was like, oh, let me go back and read because I missed that. And it is all about... <laughs> these flowers that grow in rocky places without soil and how God has an extraordinary amount of love for these and he might even love those flowers more More than the roses and lilies. I'm (laughs) just like, What?
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: <laughs> I just think that when we yeah. put ourselves in the place to hear the voice of God and mm-hmm. to see what's already out there. He's right. already put it out there for us. Yeah. But we take the opportunity to listen, to mm-hmm. lean in, to quiet ourselves, be still and know that I am God. Yeah, He will show us those things and reveal yeah. them. But it takes action on our part.
2: Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. yeah, so good. I, uh. You know, I I said earlier I like these reminders and things, but that's at the 4 a.m. on my phone is this the reminder. I'm not just getting up to read the Bible. I'm getting up to be in the presence of God. And I put those words in there specifically because I need to remind myself of that. Um, So for those guys out there, don't just do this habit thing. Be in the presence of God, whether it's expecting Him, searching for Him. Like, was it Psalm? Two goes through, a Proverbs two goes through this all the work in mm. in mining out the gold nuggets in there, and
1: mm.
2: but uh, yeah. and don't
1: you find once you've made it a habit or a discipline that quickly it becomes a desperate need. It when really you does. You can't live without it. it where it You're really like, okay, that alarm is going up, off, but I know what is on the other side. You look forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely, yeah. yeah. You'll uh, you'll work whether if you do it in the morning or you do it other times during the yeah. day. You'll you'll like anticipate yeah. it. Yeah, it's
1: so good. Thank so. you for sharing all your wisdom with us.
2: Oh, thank you for asking. Yes,
1: it's been great having you on. Yes. Thanks for listening too.
2: Yeah, it's fun. I really enjoy it. It is insightful.
1: You've yeah, definitely right. been one of the guys in our life that has reminded us that we're not just doing a mom podcast, you know, yeah. to say like, no, you're guest, and you guys have things to say that are valuable for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. don't just limit yourself. So thank you for that.
2: Absolutely. I, God, he does things like this. That's it's good. Very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening today. We're
0: so glad that you did. I just believe that something Mike has shared today is for you. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that is, um, implement it. Don't let this slip by.
1: Don't think that was so good. And that was for me. And then forget. I'm actually going to ask Mike too, if he'll give us some of the resources yeah. that they've used as a family. Cause yeah. I know that's one thing I value so much about them is that they do read and study yeah. so much. Yeah. And sometimes you just need something physical, Somewhere like to start. a book yeah. to go, okay, this is, yeah. and so I'll, I'll ask him them. for some of those and mm-hmm. we'll
0: link him in our show notes. That's really good. So if you have a friend that you want to share this episode with, please do that. It's super simple. If you go to your podcast app, you can click the little three dots right next to the episode and it clicks share. Mm -hmm. You can text it right to your friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And this isn't for us. This is for them. This is Mike giving a gift to somebody that he may never see face to face. And so um, share that with them because it could be life changing for them. So we're so glad that you listened and we'll chat with you next time.